This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Well, I got to give the uh, Democrats and the mainstream media credit for one thing. They have been saying for two years now that what happened on January 6th was worse than Watergate. Worse than Watergate. I think I heard uh, Bernstein, Carl Bernstein, say it was 100 times worse than Watergate. And I think now we can all agree it is worse than Watergate. Not the crime. Not the crime, of course. But the cover-up. The lying. The, the, the exploitation using the death, the tragic death of uh, Officer Brian Sicknick, using it for political purposes when they knew he was not killed by the mob on January 6th. They knew it. They saw it. They had the video. Uh, and they didn't care. They they exploited the guy, his family. It's just despicable. It is it is beyond description, just how low and duplicitous, and uh, and and vile these people are. What what bothers me the most, I think, is that uh, that whole January sixth sham committee, which cost taxpayers twenty eight million dollars, they hired an ABC producer to make it nice and slick. They added music, they added sound, and they stacked the committee with Trump haters. They, they kicked off the real Republicans, added Liz Cheney and Adam Kinziger, who had one goal, to get Trump. They hate Trump more than the, the Democrats do. They will pay no price for it. We will show you why they, how they lied, how often they lied, we will show you what a joke this is. I'm so glad I, I never I never really fell for the narrative. It was always a political stunt. And uh, Tucker Carlson and Kevin McCarthy, to his credit, exposed these, these rotten people. Uh, great move by Kevin McCarthy. I think the base is really applauding this. We weren't sure about Kevin McCarthy initially, but what a move. He gives... 44,000 hours of tape that uh, Nancy Pelosi kept hidden, and now we know why. He gave it to Tucker Carlson, I don't know, two weeks ago, and his producers, his team of producers have been working on it, editing it for weeks now. He, uh, the, It's a two-part deal. He showed it last night. He's going to show it again tonight. And what it shows is just how utterly despicable and duplicitous these people are. We can... Uh, we can go through the whole thing. We have some clips. We have some cuts. We have sound from these people, including Adam Kinziger this morning. I saw it this morning with my own eyes. Adam Kinziger, who's now on the CNN payroll. That's how that's the price you get to pay when you get caught lying and and you get caught uh, participating in this whole scheme. You get a job at CNN. I mean, nobody's watching, but uh, I checked it out this morning. And uh, it was remarkable. We'll get to it. But Kinziger actually says, nobody said Officer Sicknick died during the riots. He claimed he's he's uh, he, he wants you not to believe your lion eyes. Nobody said that or your ears. We got we have the receipts. It's just the most amazing story. It's a, just the most it, it's the most cynical political ploy I've ever seen. This is Benny Thompson, Nancy Pelosi, uh, Adam Kinziger, Liz Cheney, just uh, 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 editing um, the, the tape, lying about what happened that day to stop Trump from running again. That's the goal, to paint all MAGA supporters as violent cop-killing extremists 
and and trying to thwart a Trump 2024 campaign. But to be honest with you, I would be okay with that. I'm a Ron DeSantis guy. I'm ready to move on. But it's just so uh, it's the, the the dishonesty, the corruption. It's just something to behold. It really is. I I thought we might learn a few things when Tucker uh, unveiled this video. I had no idea. I had no idea the lengths they went to to uh, to craft their message and to hide the truth from the public. This should outrage everybody. Here's the difference between Watergate and January sixth. Just picture Watergate if 95% of the media was on Nixon's side, if 95% of the media was lying to defend, to protect Nixon. That's how it would be comparable. This this whole thing is, is uh, I don't know if it's the biggest scandal we've seen in the last two years. There's been so many. God knows the COVID cover-up, stuff to top that one. But this, uh, I, I don't think they ever thought the public would see this tape. I don't think they ever thought the public would ever actually know the truth because they controlled all three um, branches of the federal government there for the last uh, two years, and they and they covered it up. And now the House is controlled by the GOP. Thank God Kevin McCarthy gives the tape to Tucker. Tucker shows the tape, and now we're finding out the truth. And the best news, at least uh, as we sit here this morning, is uh, there are now reports that Jacob Chansley, the uh, QAnon shaman, Viking man, is soon to be released from jail. He's been, he was in solitary confinement for 317 days. Guy spent almost a year in solitary confinement. We will show you the crimes he committed or didn't commit. And he was sentenced to 41 months in prison. What are the odds that any of the scumbags the Atlanta uh, Antifa scum in Atlanta will do 41 months for domestic terrorism. Uh, we'll, get to, we'll get to that story. You think the lawyer from the Southern Pottery Law Center will do 41 months? You think the teacher from Massachusetts who firebombed construction equipment, you think he'll do 41 months? It is, it is, it is the big thing. I mean, that is the story, the two-tier justice system, the injustice that has been done to so many of these January 6th defendants. Uh, maybe this will open some eyes. Hopefully this will lead to uh, re-examining some of these in, in un, unfair prison sentences. But that was one thing that just blew me away last night. They have all the tape, all the video of what Jacob Chansley, this lunatic with the horns and the face painted, what he did. And as we watch it, I have to t- ask a question. What if that was you? I'm not saying, I mean, maybe Montante's here, by the way. Montante's here. Ironhead has the day off. He had to uh, attend a uh, family uh, funeral, I think. His so, uncle suppose so that's the story he's going with. Yes, and uh, condolences to his family. I believe his uncle was killed by his pit bull, but hey, you know, that happens. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, you know what happens. It's sad. but They're, they're uh, a lovely dog, as he said. You, you picked a good day, Montante. We got so much to get to. We'll get to that Antifa uh, uh, domestic terror attack on the construction site for the police training center in Atlanta. More Massachusetts uh, defendants than Atlanta, than Georgia defendants. And uh, we will just wait and see exactly how uh, easy they go on those terrorists. Uh, we have sound from Kamala. She never lets us down. And of course, we have sound from Joe Biden 
who explains what's wrong, <laughs> explains what is wrong with his brain. We've all kind of wondered that. And now I think we may have some answers, but I think this, this, this January, this, this revelation from Tucker Carlson last night is just uh, the biggest story of the day. Maybe the biggest story of the year. You want to know just how dishonest, how corrupt your federal government is. Take a look at that January 6th committee and keep in mind, keep in mind what they hid from you when they did this performance and what the me- how the media, who is complicit in this, how they covered it. All right, I want to get to the uh, sound. We have a, an incredible uh, supercut uh, with all the people claiming that Brian Sicknick, Officer Sicknick, a Trump supporter, was murdered by the mob, was hit in the head with a fire extinguisher. We'll get to that, but I, I do want to start with Kinziger, because I was wondering how these people would uh, defend themselves just how far they would carry this lie. Uh, he appeared on CNN this morning. I guess that's his gig now. He's an, a CNN employee, a guy who was uh, booted out of Congress, a guy who, who everybody hates. The voters in Illinois hate him. The voters, the other Republicans hate him. Democrats hate him. Uh, just a despicable little man. Uh, he goes on CNN and just keeps lying. It's uh, it's a couple minutes long, his appearance this morning. But he go, he flat out says... Nobody said Officer Sicknick was killed by the mob. I think we have that. Can we play it, Montante? Yeah. Nick, he died from injuries after being struck in the head by a fire extinguisher during the storming of the Capitol. Officer Sicknick, who was uh, this is not working. This is not working. What the hell? We got, we got, we got, uh, we got. Just interrupted said, can before. we play Kinziger from this morning? All right, can I blame Craig for this one too? Here, we got, we got Kinziger now. You want Kinziger? Officer Sicknick didn't die at the riots. He was walking around at the end of the riots, at the end of the insurrection. Nobody ever claimed that Officer Sicknick died that moment. He died a day later. And then the Ray Up stuff saying, well, he was there 30 minutes after the thing. He creates a false like thing that has been claimed. So it's like, hey, look, there isn't purple paint, spray paint. And everybody said they spray painted the entire Capitol purple. Nobody said that. You just said that. But unfortunately, people are never going to see the truth. So the damage is already done. Nobody claimed Officer Sicknick was killed at the riot. That is the most bald-faced lie I think this lying liar has ever told. When you think about it, uh, Tucker showed a video of Sicknick walking around the Capitol, doing his job, kind of shuffling the the mob, the, the crowd through the Capitol, while wearing a bike helmet and and appearing to be perfectly healthy and functional during the riot. He didn't get bashed in the head with a fire extinguisher. He didn't get murdered. They lied about that, and then they carried the lie to unbelievable lengths. They had the ceremony in the Capitol with his his flag there and a little uh, little, uh, I don't know, little memorial, and everyone walked through and saluted. The president walked through and treated him like he died at uh, Omaha Beach. It's sad. The guys sound like a good cop and a good guy. He's being used by by Democrats, by the media, by his own family, because they want him to be, they want the story that he died in services of his country to be true. It is not. Uh, truth matters. <laughs> the truth matters here. That scumbag we just played saying, nobody said he died at the Capitol. Yes, you did over and over again. And so did everybody in the mainstream, maybe everybody on CNN, 
MSNBC, New York Times. New York Times had the story first that he was bashed in the head with a fire extinguisher. They lied. It's the New York Times. You know they lied intentionally. They knew it wasn't true. They advanced the lie to serve their purposes. It's one. It's a. It's a truly despicable uh, move on their part. It really is. But uh, we can we can uh, go through it all again. We can remind you how many people said Sicknick was murdered, including the president of the United States. He just said it a couple weeks ago in Europe. He said that uh, five officers were murdered. He lied about his own his own country, his own people, his own citizens while overseas. Um, Joe Biden has said over and over again that officers were murdered that day. He knows, I think he knows, uh, that's not true. He just kept repeating it. They want this to be true. They think if they say it enough, then the media repeats it enough, everyone will believe it. Tucker blew the whole thing up last night. Just blew it up. I'll do, I'll go through a couple of quick uh, false narratives that just went up in smoke last night. That Jacob Chansley was a violent uh, insurrectionist. Uh, that Brian Sicknick was killed by the mob. That Josh Hawley was running away scared. That Ray Epps uh, was not intricately, intricately, intricately involved here. He's uh, going to be on part two, I believe, that the crowd wasn't full of federal agents. We now know that's not true. The whole thing, I hate to break it to my friends in the Democrat Party and the media, the whole thing was a setup. They opened the doors for this mob. They were hoping they'd get violent. They did. Some of them did. Many of them didn't. Doesn't matter. They're all going to, they're all going to jail or they're in jail. And the whole thing was designed to uh, portray Trump supporters as violent extremists and to stop Trump from running again, it failed, and it's uh, and and it just the whole thing was exposed last night. But let's get to we just had Kinziger saying nobody said Brian Sicknick was murdered. Gee, I seem to recall lots of people saying that, and uh, we have a supercut from Tom Elliott with some of them, including members, prominent members of the mainstream media, and the thing that we learned last night, the most important thing you take away from this is that everyone on the January 6th committee and every media member they were feeding info to, they were leaking to, knew it wasn't true. They saw this video. We didn't. The public didn't. But they did. Kinziger did. Cheney did. Jamie Raskin did. Benny Thompson did. They saw this video. They knew Sicknick was perfectly healthy and doing his job at the Capitol that day. They knew he was wearing a helmet. They knew he was shuffling the crowd through the, the Capitol They knew he wasn't murdered by the mob, and they lied about it. They knew Jacob Chansley wasn't a violent extremist. They knew he was just some goofball wandering around the Capitol howling like a wolf. They knew the cops escorted Jacob Chansley all around the place. They knew that. They saw this. We saw it for the first time last night. They saw it a year or more ago, and they just kept pushing the lie. It doesn't get more despicable than that, but we'll just have to sit back and watch the cover up. Let's let's listen to some of the people who didn't, you know, didn't say Sicknick was murdered. This is incredible. Play this. Technic. He died from injuries after being struck in the head. Is this the correct clip, Jared? Just so we're clear. Yes. 
Uh, you just, know, it's been a, it's been a bumpy morning. Let's. I just set it up. I said, okay, go ahead. Had by a fire extinguisher during the storming of the Capitol. Officer Sicknick, who was, uh, you know, uh, uh, killed, murdered there by the mob. The murder of Officer Brian Sicknick by Trump supporters. These Republicans, uh, they really don't care what the facts are. They don't care about the cop killers. Cop killers. Cop killers. Cop killers. Trump. Cop killers. Cop killers. Trump. Cop killers, cop killers, cop killers, Trump cop killers uh, struck them dead. You know, they have extreme uh, desires for murder and overthrow of the government. And, and if they had gotten in there and gotten their hands on a congressman or senator, they would have slit their throats. They would have hung them. They would have shot them. They would have beat them to death. One of the top priorities for prosecutors is the hunt for cop killers, the people responsible for the murder of U.S. Capitol Police Officer Brian Sicknick. And I think you pointed this out earlier, Chris. This is the scene of the crime where he is laying um, in honor right now in the scene of the crime where they will be voting on impeachment. The MAGA mob attacked Officer Brian Sicknick and he died. Well, Brian, Officer Sicknick is uh, only the fourth Capitol Police officer to be killed in the line of duty since the force was actually founded. The flags at the U.S. Capitol are at half-staff this morning for the police officer, Brian Sicknick, who was murdered this week. But they are not at half-staff at the White House. Perhaps because Officer Sicknick was the enemy of the terrorist mob. And the mob loves Trump. All this as America is mourning the loss of 42-year-old Capitol Police officer and veteran Brian Sicknick, killed as a result of Wednesday's chaos. Officials investigating reports that he was attacked with a fire extinguisher. Officer Sicknick was... That, that is just amazing. Uh, again, Adam Kinzinger went on CNN this morning and said nobody said uh, Sicknick was killed by the mob. That's that's his defense. That's just incredible. I, I got to come up with a better one than that, Adam. But again, they, they knew. I mean, obviously, viewers didn't know. Average people watching were lied to. But the Democrats and Kinziger and Cheney knew, and so did their allies in the media. They knew it wasn't true and just kept you repeating it, just kept using this poor bastard who died of a stroke the next day, who died of natural causes. I'm sorry, Joe Scarborough. He wasn't murdered. As much as you want him to be murdered, as much as you were hoping he was murdered by MAGA Republicans, it didn't happen. And the crazy thing is, I don't know, maybe I'm just old but I seem to recall a day where the media, some in the media would would value the truth, would care about the truth. The truth is irrelevant to these people. It really is. They don't care that Tucker exposed the truth, showed how these the, these January 6th committee people lied over and over again. You'd think if you were an actual reporter, an actual journalist, you could look in the mirror and say, I have to do some journalism here. I have to. It's a really important story. It's worse than Watergate. Some people said it was worse than 9-11. They said it was worse than Pearl Harbor. It was the worst thing to happen since the Civil War. And we saw, and and they withheld, they, they, they refused to let us see these 44,000 hours of tape for a reason, because they were engaged in a cover-up. They were hoping it would never get released. It was released. And now they're just going to keep lying about it. It, it. I mean, this was part one. Again, there'll be part two and then there'll be everyone. Will, it'll be free for all to get a hold of this video. And it's not even the most important thing to me. It should be. But 
these people, these defendants, these hundreds and hundreds of uh, uh, people who were uh, some detained for years without charges, some who are rotting in jails now doing three, four, five, six, seven years, they weren't allowed to use this in court. Jacob Chansley wasn't allowed to use this tape, which absolutely exonerates him. And he was pressured. He was in solitary for 317 days. He was told you could we could let you go, uh, let you out of solitary, but you got to plead guilty to something, obstruction of justice or whatever else. They, and he broke. He, I mean, he was shaky to begin with, but he broke. And he said, okay, just let me out of here. He made a deal, pleaded guilty, yep. didn't go to trial. He's doing 41 months. Do we have video of Jacob Chansley? Because this was this was just mind-blowing and infuriating. They have, we have video, lots of it, of what Jacob Chansley, the QAnon shaman, Viking man, was up to in the Capitol. There's all different angles and, and all different shots of him wandering around. Nowhere is he committing violence. In fact, he's escorted by the cops. Here it is on the screen. The police escort him from room to room. They escorted him into the Senate chambers when he made his appearance up at the podium. And you know what he did when he got to the podium? He said, let's say a prayer. And some of the guys, some of the MAGA guys literally like took a knee and said a prayer. Mm -hmm. They show him all different places. Here he is walking through the Capitol, a cop escorting him. Got a police escort. (laughs) They escort him to a couple of different rooms. They unlock a door for him so he can go check out some other room. That guy is doing three and a half years hard time for what? I mean, this would absolutely, this is exculpatory if anything, and they withheld it. These, this is, they should be criminally charged for doing this to a, I, I would call an innocent man. When you open the doors to the Capitol and say, come on in, and someone walks in, how is that a crime? I ask again, if that's you, uh, picture yourself, Montante. You got your okay. face painted. You got your Viking horns on, right? That's okay. you. That's me. Would you ever think that you were committing a felony? Would you ever think you were going to end up in jail for doing this, for no. walking through the people's house after they opened the door for you? Would it ever cross your mind that you're, I mean, uh, obviously, Compared to Antifa, these people throwing bricks, throwing Molotov cocktails. When you throw a Molotov cocktail, you know you're at risk of going, getting arrested, maybe going to jail. If you're Antifa, it'd be like a weekend. Yeah, he'd be bailed out before you know it. Jacob Chansley, it never crossed his mind that he was going to be arrested, charged, jailed without bail for years. Um, I'm sorry. That is not a violent crime. As much as these people... Hate him. He's not even a big Trump guy. He's just a crazy he's a nut job. You know, he's, a, he's a vegan. He's and right. Jerry, you know, the, the thing you alluded to before is they're trying to say, oh well, he pled guilty while he was, you know, uh, being locked up. Anybody would. Doesn't mean you're. It's just you're sick of you know being away from your family. You have no idea when this is going to end. That's not an admission of guilt. That's just trying to get out of a bad situation. And they know if they go to trial, the jury will be stacked with D.C. residents, ninety-three percent of which voted against Trump. They hate Trump supporters. They get virtually, uh, they get a conviction in the in those in that courtroom. The judges are all activists who hate Trump, hate his supporters. So if you go to trial, you're going to lose, and you know that, and your lawyer tells you that. So take the best deal you can. 
here's uh, three and a half years for wandering around the Capitol with an American flag. <laughs> they don't like that either. Face painted and, uh, and, and Viking horns. That guy should be released today after what we saw last night without question. We also have, uh, obviously, the sickening thing was a lie. Um, Josh Hawley, they accused of being a coward and running away. They selectively edited it. To, they, they cut out all the other senators who were running ahead of him. He was in the back of the pack. By the way, who cares if he's running? Well, I don't even know what that proves, that he was scared. They're trying, to, they're trying to say if January 6th wasn't as bad as the Democrats are saying, then why do you have your young hero boy, Josh Hawley, running for his life? On this well, one I mean, clip that uh, they're going to replay it over and over. Maybe, maybe he was late. Maybe he had to go to the bathroom. I'm not sure what that proves. But again, that uh, that's something they latched on to. The whole thought, I, just go back to January 6th committee. They have this unlimited budget. They blew $28 million. They kicked off Jim Banks and Jim Jordan, placed on there Kinzinger and, and Cheney. First time ever you've had a committee with no dissenting voices. First time ever that the Speaker of the House has kicked off the minority party off a committee. Then they hire this ABC producer. Then they put it in prime time. They thought this was going to convince the world that it was a violent insurrection designed to overthrow the government. It failed. It failed miserably. And now we have proof. And I wish there were some uh, pending criminal charges for the people who put this all together. But the sad thing is, uh, as I said, Liz Cheney's a professor at the University of Virginia, once respected university. Kinzinger's on CNN. Schiff is running for Senate of California. You know, Benny Thompson, Raskin, the rest of these scum, they're all just showing up at work today. They're all showing up uh, in, in, in Congress, going to work. They got caught doing this. They got caught. This is a major scandal, worse than Watergate, and there will be no price to pay. And it feels like... It feels like we're we're losing. You know what? It feels like we're losing our democracy. Our democracy is under siege from these people, these fascists who want to jail their opponents, who lie about their opponents and put them in jail. I'm looking forward to uh, part two tonight. I'm looking forward to when the whole thing gets released. Obviously, there were some violent people, some rioters. Obviously, they broke windows and doors, um, but uh, most of them were just staying between the rope lines it's it's the first armed interaction without arms and the first time violent extremists stayed within the rope lines <laughs> that's that's the truth about january 6th i'm not sure how much longer they can use it but i'm pretty sure it has failed to this point trump's running i mean i wouldn't care if he didn't run i'd be okay with that if he opened the lane for um DeSantis, that'll never happen, but they couldn't stop Trump from running. They impeached him for saying, let's go peacefully uh, and patriotically to the Capitol. Yeah. He was impeached for that, another sham trial. Uh, uh, but uh, this is all blowing up in their faces, and it's a beautiful thing. But uh, oh. um, we'll we'll see what happens tonight. I'll be, I'll be looking forward to, uh, to the rest of their uh, excuses, their defenses. It just doesn't well, work. Um, Jerry, you know what I think's lost in all this? And I'd be curious to know what you think. I think the biggest thing gets overlooked in this is the fact that they were going to actually try to present any, you know, wrongdoing, any interference in the in the election. And as soon as January 6th happened, it got shut down. Everyone who was ready to speak up against it just put their head down and the the story, the narrative was changed. 
That's you you couldn't I mean, defend it. There was literally, impossible. you know, you, could, you weren't allowed to defend it. I mean, I, I when it first happened, I talked about it and, and made the point that, you know, some of these people weren't violent. Some were. And we talked about uh, a lot. We talked about Viking Man a lot. And I'm telling you, we got threats on this show from people saying you're uh, you're enabling insurrectionists. They started calling our advertisers, started calling our the company we were working for at the time. They they were part of the scheme. You weren't allowed to ask questions. You weren't allowed to present an opposing point of view. It was these were violent insurrectionists looking to overthrow the government. And my question the whole time was, how would that work? How would that work? So Viking man with his flag and a couple other, you know, lunatics yeah. with, with flags and flagpoles and hockey sticks. We're going to overthrow yeah. the U.S. government. Yeah. And a country that has a gun problem. Them, right. And the, these guys, these armed insurrectionists who had no arms, who left their guns in their hotel rooms or in their cars, were going to overthrow the government. It was repeated over and over again. And no one ever explained how that would work. So they would, like, stop the certification of the election and viking man was going to be the new king of america yes. he's going to be yeah. installed yeah he was going to be yep. now that i think of it wouldn't have been a bad play it couldn't have been any worse in the last two years <laughs> do we have anything else from this last night what else you got montante we have that other uh super cut where uh the i i just love when the media just carries the water for these democrats because they hate trump let's do the one from uh June of 2022. Listen to all these people talk about how great the hearings were. The hearings, which we now know were rigged, were a show trial that had no no intention of getting to the truth or telling us what really happened. You weren't allowed during these hearings. Keep this in mind. You weren't allowed to mention the name Ray Epps. You weren't allowed to ask how many feds were in the crowd. The two, the two alleged Republicans, they didn't want to do that either, anyway. So no one on the committee ever said, how many federal agents were uh, placed undercover in the crowd? Um, that's up to Tucker. What day, what day is this clip from, Jerry? We got all thrown out of whack before. Okay. Do you, uh, I will, do you want me to send it to you again? I got, a, I got a Tucker clip right here. I'm not sure if this is the one you want. Okay. It's not a Tucker clip. Forget it. Forget it. We got thrown out of whack. This is Ironhead's fault. The super cut from June 21st, 2022. How much more description do you need? It says, this is called overcompensation. It's from Tom Elliott. I mean, uh, how much? Jerry, you sent me 56 clips here. It's it's tough. No, I didn't. I did not. Do you want me to play it and just we'll listen to it loudly on my end? No. Let's move on. Move on. My apologies. Let's move on. Maybe you can put it in in post. I hope I everyone's will. enjoying I this. I hope everyone's <laughs> enjoying this train wreck, this derailment with a friggin' mushroom cloud over it. Because uh, because uh, uh, Montante is looking at his like gambling sheet there, trying to figure out which uh, which Premier League team to bet on this weekend. <sighs> All right, we'll be watching tonight. Looking forward to part two, and we will get to it tomorrow. I promise, and maybe we'll actually play some of the sound that I want to play tomorrow. We'll see, but let uh, let's do uh, my bookie. 
I absolutely love this time of year. The madness is upon us. College basketball is king in March. Time for buzzer-beating shots, Cinderella stories, and rivalries with great histories. Make your March a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit mybookie.website slash jerry and use promo code jerry to receive a deposit bonus of up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at big money. If you're the type of person who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at a life-changing amount of money. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and win like MyBookie. Remember, visit MyBookie online at mybookie.website slash Jerry and use promo code Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. All right, there was a uh, real insurrection in, um, a violent insurrection in Atlanta over the weekend. Uh, they're, they're once again, these Antifa scum, we're trying to blow up, destroy a police training ground. Because if there's anything, you know, the uh, the left hates, it's police training. These are people who demand better training for cops. So when they start construction on a police training facility, what do what do the foot soldiers for the Democrat Party do? They try to blow it up, try to burn it down. <laughs> and they attacked in great numbers. Uh, for some reason, there were only 23 arrested. If you look at the videotape, there were literally 150 of these dirt bags. Maybe some were peaceful protesters, but most looked like they were looking for trouble. They, uh, If you haven't seen it, they literally blew up some uh, construction equipment, set fires. I'm not sure how they can get this close to the construction equipment. The cops are there like around the clock protecting it. They fired uh, bottle rockets and other fireworks at the cops. It's all on video. It's all on video. So they arrest these scumbags. And uh, to no surprise, there were 23 of them, more of them from Massachusetts than from Georgia. Um, There were uh, three Massachusetts uh, scumbags, including a teacher. The teacher's name is Timothy Bilodeau. The other two, Mm. Ayla King and Alexis Poplay. Now we have the uh, mug shots of all of them on the screen. As They're usual, it looks like, it looks like uh, faces of meth. Um, <laughs> they're almost all white, I believe, on one or two. Uh, you can't even tell with some of them. They're such freaks. You know, there's all kinds of uh, trans people in this mob, all kinds of people with, you know, uh, dyed red, green, purple hair. Just the biggest bunch of scumbags. A number of them are uh, wealthy. I was reading about uh, some of them. One of them, his mother runs a billion-dollar company, and uh, they go to private schools, expensive private schools, and then they go and try to blow up, uh, you know, they they try to violently attack the police. This is a turning point, I feel, I hope, and I'll tell you why. People are fed up. It's, It's Georgia, first of all. It's not, you know, New York or Massachusetts. It's Georgia. And if you listen to the public officials, they're tired of this. They are charging them with domestic terrorism. And uh, also, very interesting, that one of these scumbags is a lawyer for the Southern Poverty Law Center. If you don't know what that is, it's a radical left-wing group. Uh, it's actually a big grift. They've, they have like 
billions of dollars because they get people to donate thinking that they're, you know, civil rights uh, activists when they're really just violent left-wing agitators. This guy's name is Thomas Webb Jurgens. He's 28. His job working for the Southern Poverty Law Center would be identifying violent extremist groups for the FBI. The FBI uses the S Southern SPLC. They use them as a source. So when the when the FBI targets, you know, parents at school board meetings or Catholics or anti-abortion uh, pro-life protesters, they rely on the SPLC to help them identify and name these groups, and then they put them on the list. So that's another another ringing endorsement for the FBI. They use these scumbags as a source, and now one of them, a lawyer was arrested and charged with domestic terrorism. Of course, the Southern Poverty Law Center says he was just there as an observer. To, to, I don't know why you need an observer when someone is violently uh, uh, committing a terrorist act against cops. But uh, Thomas Jurgens, he let his hair grow out a little bit, but uh, there he is, front page of the New York Post where he belongs. I will be curious to see. I think a lot more eyes are on this than usual to see if they actually charge, actually convict, actually take this seriously. And it's such, think of the stark contrast. Jacob Chansley and so many others doing years in the deplorable jail. And these spoiled pukes, these punks, there's one from Maine, there's one from France, there's one from Canada. So they're flying in from France to blow up a police training facility in Atlanta. Can you imagine going from America to France and throwing Molotov cocktails? Or Canada or anywhere else. Well, wouldn't this uh, kind of help the, the the belief that these guys are paid actors and now they're across the globe? You're not doing that from your own dime. And those people don't look like they have money by themselves. They're being flown in by somewhere and someone's putting some of them. Money. Some of them do. Their families do. He had that that kid from Maine who was arrested in Georgia. His uh, family's from Kenny Bunkport, fabulously mm. wealthy. Uh you got Over they, George they, Bush, I think. Some of them do uh background, you know, some of the media you know, will do a background check and find out how just how um, advanced, I mean, just how, how affluent these families are. Billado, by the way, a teacher at Essera, a Massachusetts school's science and creativity school. What? Uh, his LinkedIn profile lists him as a teacher of engineering, although a spokesman for the school said he left the position before this school year. Um, mm. In his biography, Billado writes, I'm not just a musician or an engineer. I'm an aficionado of learning in all forms. He has a degree in mechanical engineering from Northeastern, and he's a a mechanical engineer trying to blow up a construction site because they wanted to train cops. Got it. Gotcha. Good good plan. They think they're protected. They think that the Democrats have their back, and maybe they do. We'll see. God knows they have their back. The vice president, don't forget, bailed out. Antifa scum in Minneapolis in, in after the St. George Floyd riots. The Democrats, uh, Ayanna Presley said there should be more violence in the streets. There should be. Kamala Harris, they said they won't stop and they shouldn't stop. So they have the support of the very the higher the, the most powerful Democrats in the country, and they probably think they'll stand with them in this case. We will see. I hope not. I think the local authorities, even if, you know, they get pressure from the feds, 
are going to try and put these people away. At least, at least let them see the inside of a jail. Uh, I don't think, uh, I believe a couple of them have bailed out, but I don't think most of them had bailed out yet. By the way, you can find this. They were asked, Karine Jean-Pierre was asked about this yesterday. A violent riot with fires and explosions and fireworks in Atlanta. And she said, I have no idea what you're talking about. I, the president has no idea. Of course they don't. They look the other way when it's uh, rich, white punks, rich, white punks on dope. They look the other way when it's, you know, MAGA people who are probably unemployed and bankrupt, uh, you know, saunter through the Capitol. They want this put away forever. It is, again, it just highlights the two-tiered justice system we live under. But uh, we will see how they handle these scumbags. By the way, they're calling for more protests. I think, you know what? Yeah, they want more. They want to stop the construction. What what do you what do you say? The liberals, they don't defend Antifa directly, but they'll say, hey, listen, these cops need new training, right? So when they actually go to build a training center to retrain the cops, this is how they react. So that just shows that the talking point's BS. They want to get rid of the cops. They want to defund the cops. That's what they really mean. Yeah, and I think it brings meaning to their empty lives. I'm going to fight the power when they're actually fighting. You know, the, the power supports them, at least for this, uh, you know, this moment we're in right now. The, the president and the vice president and leaders of the in the Senate, my congressperson, my senators, they support these scumbags. They do. They they sympathize with them. These are their people, their foot soldiers. But again, in the state of Georgia, we'll see how this goes. I, I believe we've heard nothing from the two Democrat senators in Georgia yet. They 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 just look the other way. They enable these scumbags and why not do it again? I mean hell, most of them have been arrested a number of times. They just keep you know, it's a revolving door. They keep getting out and doing it again. And uh, I assume that's uh, that's coming. But uh, again, you want to know how the me- the media you know, paints this narrative. They'll call them protesters. Protesters don't throw Molotov cocktails. No. You know, protesters don't assault cops. Don't blow stuff up. Those are rioters. Those are violent domestic terrorists. There is a difference. Uh, Jacob Chansley would be a protester. No violence. No, no screaming, no kicking, no fires, no bombs, no Molotov cocktails. Those are protesters. Rioters are the one who blew up, you know, blew up a backhoe to stop the police from training. All right. We got to move on. Let's uh, let me get to uh, let's do Shay. And then uh, we, we got we got we got to hear from our president and our vice president yesterday. In case you were wondering if maybe they were going to take a day off from embarrassing this country, no, no, not a chance. Uh, Joe Biden was, uh, uh, f- first of all, he was uh, saluting some firemen, some firefighters, and he told the story, which has been debunked for years, that his house burned down and it was a fire and the whole fire. I mean, there was a little kitchen fire that was put out in a couple of minutes. And again, he says it, w- he says it was started by a lightning strike on a nearby pond that went underground and set his house on fire and his wife was home and she escaped and the firefighters battled the blaze. Oh, lie, but we're used to that. More important, he explained, I think he might've explained, you know, what's gone wrong in his brain. I think, I don't even know how he got to this. And I don't think it was in the script, but Biden started uh, discussing 
what what happened? I believe he's had a couple of brain aneurysms in his life, and he went off script and started talking about the procedure that he went through, which, let's be honest, might explain a lot of things. Let's listen. Uh, these terrible headaches, was diagnosed with having a, a uh, anyway, they had to take the top of my head off a couple times, <laughs> see if I had a brain. Well, you got to check for the old brain once in a while. He can't, he can't recall what he was diagnosed with, a life-threatening ailment which, which needed required brain surgery, and he can't recall what it was. Oh, I mean, I think he was looking for aneurysm, I think. Or maybe, maybe he didn't want to admit it, that he had a brain aneurysm. Speaking of brain aneurysms, I don't know if that's what he had. But was there anything sillier than the photos? John Fetterman's camp to release photos of him in the mental hospital. Oof, yeah. Sitting there in his gym shorts and his in his hoodie with an aide, is like his chief of staff, I believe. They're sitting in the hospital and he's looking at a piece of paper and they're like, Oh, he's uh, going over some legislation. Everything's good. He's in a, he's in a <laughs> mental hospital. Still, weeks, weeks later, and we don't know yeah. if he's got a functioning brain i would assume he doesn't or they would have released a video or he'd be back at work but the whole fetterman thing i think that is uh, i don't know how long the media will tolerate it obviously they are rooting for him supporting him but i i i don't think it answered a lot of questions when you show this just him sitting in the hospital looking at a piece of paper um we still don't know if he can talk if he can walk if he can listen if he can function I have my doubts. I really do. And this did nothing to assuage them. But uh, let's get to our uh, our favorite uh, comedy act. You know, I like Chris Rock, but he can't he can't compete with Kamala Harris. Nobody can. There were just a couple of moments yesterday. One one was uh, reminiscent of her whenever she talks just like Joe Biden about her childhood and things that she experienced, you know, when she was a kid, you know, she's just making it up. This is a good example. Uh, she talked about her when she was a little kid trying to uh, ask her mother what's wrong with conservatives, which is just what does she say? How old did she say she was six or eight or something? I don't know. But uh, let's listen. It gets as usual. The, the words get overshadowed by the cackling. Do you think anybody in her world, in her orbit has told her, can you just stop cackling? It doesn't matter what you say. Can you just stop cackling? Have they ever done that? No, uh, yeah, it's, it's tough. And just just give a disclaimer, just a heads up. If you can't take the uh, Kamala and you know cackle, it might induce a you know seizure. Please mute this for the next fifteen seconds. You ready to hear the joke? It's bad. Grew up learning about we we called it ecology at the time, <laughs> and so some of us who were born around that time know what I'm saying. <laughs> and um, and we talked about it in the context of. Conservation. In fact, I'm going to share with you a very simple story, which is that I went home one day and I said, well, what's, why are conservatives bad, mommy? Because I thought we were supposed to conserve things. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't reconcile it. Now I can. <laughs> um, oh, my God. Do you think she could? Could she stop cackling if they told her to? If they, she was ordered. Does she go to like a wake or a funeral and cackle? You know, does she go to the doctor when they say, you know, we found something on you? And does she cackle? It's just, and it's never funny. It's not like actually funny. What if she hears something funny? I mean, what if she were 
watching a comedian. How does that go? Does your freaking oh head explode? God. All right. <laughs> it's just so it's so bad. And you wonder, I want, everyone wonders, you know, if Joe Biden's going to run again because he's a stubborn, cranky old man who thinks he's going to live forever. It's going to be disaster, but uh, he has to be thinking long and hard about replacing that person on his ticket because she is just a you, national embarrassment. All right, you, before we go, yeah, I want to, I, I, do we have time? Let's do let's do this Bernie segment because this is just glorious. If you missed it, uh, Bernie Sanders was on with my man Bill Maher on uh, Friday night in studio, pushing his book, ripping capitalism, a book which uh, cost like thirty bucks. Uh, <laughs> hey, he, he's got three homes. Maybe he wants a fourth. You know, it's America. He's eighty-two years old and he's out there. You know. Sc- just grifting is what he's doing. Grifting a capitalist writing a book ant, uh, uh, against capitalism. But uh, if you've been paying attention at all the last two years, at least since, uh, you know, the Biden disastrous Biden, Biden regime took over, there's a big buzzword. There's a big theme to everything they do. And it's this benign word that is really, uh, really insidious, cancerous, equity, equity. Equity means, you know, equality means equal opportunity. Equity means equal outcome, means we must assure. That's why they got rid of, you know, SATs and why they get rid of class ranks. They want equity. They want everyone to end up at the same place, regardless of how hard they work or how much effort they put in. Equity is the theme of everything, diversity, inclusion, and equity. And it's kind of a nebulous term. You wonder, how can you guarantee an outcome? It seems really hard to do, and it seems un-American. I mean, equality of opportunity, that's the essence of America. Equity would be the essence of communism. I mean, that's, you know, the old Soviet Union, uh, you know, North Korea. Equity, we all end up at the same place. We're all equal. Um, it's impossible to uh, legislate that, although the... Uh, the, the Biden administration is trying that everything is about equity. Now, equity is not a good thing. It sounds good. It sounds harmless. It's a terrible, insidious, awful thing that 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 holds people back, that that props others up. It's just it, it, it and it's just everything that's wrong in America would be this attempt to achieve equity, which you can't do. It's against human nature. It's not only un-American. It's against human nature. But it's a priority for socialists, for, you know, extreme leftists, for, you know, Ayanna Presley, Joe Biden, Liz Warren, Bernie Sanders. It's all about equity. You would think Bernie Sanders, the father of the far left in this country, you think he'd have some grasp of it? You know, it's kind of important. You just wrote a whole book against capitalism. You think there might be, I don't know, a chapter about equity. He has asked about equity and has no idea what it is. That's if you're a far left nut job, if you're one of these, you know, Antifa scum or one just a college student who thinks, you know, socialism is makes sense, your guy, your leader, your the leader of your cult doesn't know what it is. <laughs> this is amazing. Let's watch, let's listen to uh Bill Maher. I think Bill Maher was a little stunned too when he asked Bernie about this, and Bernie's like, I, I don't know, but let's listen concept so how would you differentiate between equity and equality well equality we talk about uh 
I don't know what the answer to that is. <laughs> Come to think of it, you know, uh, equality is equality of opportunity. All right? We live in a society we want all people right. to have whatever color your skin is. Equity, I think, is more guarantee of outcome, is it not? I yeah, think, I think so. I think that's okay. <laughs> so which do you come? Which side do you come down on? Oh, uh, equality. Equality. Yeah. Okay. He literally should have <laughs> poured gasoline that, on his okay, head. Okay, 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 please stop that. Please stop. I, I mean, that, that is unbelievable. That is unbelievable. That guy doesn't know what equity. Equity, which is the foundation of his philosophy, of his ideology, and doesn't know what it is. That, so you're, you're choosing the route that he doesn't know what it is, but he's just, or is he pretending to not know because he knows how dangerous that ideology is and his side's I, embracing I, it? I, I, he doesn't look that smart. He's not that smart. He really isn't. You know, he is. He, he could be the greatest grifter of all. He doesn't believe he in socialism. He doesn't believe in equity. He's getting rich. You know, he's got three houses. He flies private. He's a capitalist, but, you know, it sells. I, I saw some interviews with people outside one of his book signings, and each one is dumber than the last. They're just a bunch of morons. Who yep. think, Capitalism is bad because... Uh, because uh, my professor said so. Because Noam Chomsky said so. They don't know what they're talking about. They don't know what makes this country run. They don't know the the beauties the, uh, of, of capitalism and all it has done for them and him. He does. He's not a real socialist. He's a no. fraud. I mean, he he doesn't even understand what he's what he's talking about. So but that was that was good. That was good. Bill Maher once again once again, is on the right side. My man, Bill Maher. Come along. Bill, he also asked him later on, I don't know if you saw this whole thing. I know you watch him every once in a while. He asked him, he said, usually when people release a book like this, it's to set up a presidential run. Did you see that clip? No. This, well, he he freezes. He gets really awkward, and he, he gives kind of a half-assed no. So I don't know. Maybe he's going to challenge Biden in a few years. I don't know. He's He always pops up every once in a while. I mean, he's, he's older than Biden, which is unbelievable. But he may run because he's one of those people and i think you'll see them on both sides some people like running they think it's they enjoy the process they enjoy the traveling and the campaigning he's one of them i think he likes to go out there and feel the love he he, he attracts big crowds feel i mean you'll have a big crowd the whole crowd together doesn't have a total iq of you know 73 but <laughs> They come out for him. They show up for him. They support him passionately. And they think he's genuine. They think he's sincere in his beliefs. He's not, but he pulls it off. So I think there is a chance he runs, but he'll do as he always does. He'll bow when they tell him to go sit down in the corner, little boy. He will that's do it. it. Every and time. say, it's not your turn. He will say, yes, just like he did for Hillary. That's what he does. He's just another party hack. But it's good for business. I mean, you you know, like DeSantis is likely running because he's got a book to sell. He's making trips around the country. So is Bernie. So Bernie hits the trail. What's the worst that can happen? He loses again. He makes money. He attracts crowds. He gets plenty of love from the media. Rinse and repeat. Uh, and, uh, hopefully nobody asks him any more really tough questions like, what's equity? What is, what, what is your, you know, what do you believe in? He doesn't know. He doesn't know. Get the book on Amazon. $28. And he'll sign it for like $95. <laughs> and someday his kids, grandkids, they're going to inherit a fortune because he is making it hand over fist. He is a good capitalist, just playing a role, playing a part. But anyway, we'll uh, leave it there. 
uh did this do you going to be able to patch this together uh, this is this our- was uh this was smooth this was one very well no uh no kinks in this show so uh yeah we should have a nice smooth episode out shortly do you think the people who listen, including me, are going to cringe later on because you butchered this whole thing? Or are you going to oh, be able so to- If we can get out ahead of it, this is an iron head issue. He set me up for failure. In the beginning, we had the wrong background. So he hopped on here. When he hopped on here, it ended. It caused the stream to end. So we had to cause. I, I don't know. I don't know what second- you're talking about. That, that's, that's, you're making excuses. You're making excuses. Iron I don't make excuses. Iron the buck stops here. The buck stops iron- here. No, he's not. Iron head- Okay, then why are you blaming Ironhead? Because Ironhead's just trying to, you know, pull the rug out from underneath me. He did a good job. He's grieving his family. He's grieving his pit bull, which they had to kill because it killed somebody. I don't know who it killed, but he's he's the poor man is in mourning, so leave him alone. Uh, he likes when you screw up, though. He likes it. He's happy. That's you, why he you know, caused he it. Right, right. <laughs> so he sabotaged you? I mean, listen, the buck stops with me. I'm not a Biden. I'm not an excuse guy. But if I'm being honest here, give me true serum, I was sabotaged. Well, some people who uh, joined the uh, show on Locals after our uh, segment on the, the, the January 6th tapes, uh, they may have missed it. You're going to have to listen to the audio version. Uh, you're going to have to subscribe to the audio version. We really, really uh, appreciate all those people who hit the subscribe button. Do it. If you haven't already, do it. You can hear the whole show on audio in just a few minutes. You're going to get up pretty quick, Montante, or what? Should, should be up uh, by the time you're about to sit down for supper. Excellent. Excellent. I appreciate it. Thanks for uh, stepping in. We will do it again soon. Thank you to everyone for listening. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is The Callahan Show, and we'll do it again tomorrow. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen.